When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation! Let's go. Welcome home, my guy. Thank you, man. It's great to be back. Great to be back with the chat. Great to be back on the Twitter sphere where everyone hates us. Yes. In, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It is. Um, it's pretty funny, too. I told you this off air, but I'm telling you on air. You were very missed yesterday. Thank you. Um, as I said, you should go and clip some parts of the show and just bring that in when you ask for a race. Okay. And just be like, this is what I bring. All right. See how smooth I did this? <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, and then look at RK. He's fumbling all over himself. Um, also, <laughs> not to Thank you, Chris. lower the vibes, but uh, on behalf of the chat who was talking about it yesterday um, and myself, sorry to hear about your pup. My baby boo. 14 long years, man. Great life. Great life. Great life. And then finally, to bring the vibes back up, I just texted you something. Um, this player entered the portal. Yeah. And I just was wondering if you could say his name for me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> Hold on. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Shout out Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. All right. Notre Dame defensive tackle. Aiden Ikaika. Kiana Ayana <laughs> has entered the portal. Colorado kid. Colorado kid. Arden Walker already quote tweeted him. Yeah, yes, he did. Uh, I went with Kia Naina. Sure. Uh, I hope we get him. He's huge. He is. Come we on home, it. Aiden. That part's easy. The ad reads missed me. Yep, they did. <laughs> Thank you, chat. I feel missed. I feel loved. I committed a cardinal sin during an ad read yesterday. Uh, you did. <laughs> so I heard. It's out of my element. It won't be happening today. I had a lot of fun on Twitter yesterday. I just got to say that again. That was and great. Today. Dude. That was great. Like and I today. said, I, I meant to screen record your whole timeline <laughs> and just say my guy's fed up. But all, every time you did it, it was doing numbers. It was impressive. I know. It was amazing. <laughs> I went to bed last night very excited to wake up and check the numbers. Oh, that's the best. That's the Georgia the best. one went off, man. All right. Did Georgia fans get a hold of it? Yeah. That's hilarious. They, were they weren't in on the joke. No, they had no idea. That's so awesome. I was expecting more Nebraska fans, but... Uh, They've gone quiet, man. They have. Where'd they go? I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. The anonymous coaches are back, Ryan. Yay! <laughs> I actually, like, whenever I see that, I kind of get excited because I know they said something stupid. They did say some stupid things. Um, but this is an article from The Athletic. They spoke to a handful of anonymous Pac-12 coaches, analysts. You know, you think it's the same people point. every time? Probably. Just yeah. Oregon staff members? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get, wait, should I bring up Oregon right now? Yeah, please do. Everyone can get the smoke today. Why is a program that is uh, not playing for clicks 
want to wear the mm. signature shoes of a program that does play for clicks. That same signature shoe that's on a stand in Dan Lanning's office? Yeah, why is that? I don't know. It's interesting, it's, huh? It's weird. Keep that same energy when you're picking your shoes. <laughs> for sure. Um, well, let's start with this one. First quote is, it's going to get dark for Colorado. Just talking about uh, the offseason, obviously they had a massive transfer portal makeover last year, and people are commenting on it because they know the same is about to happen this year. Pretty crazy uh, quote there because it says they say it's going to get dark for Colorado, and they go on to say they think that Colorado is going to have less success in 2024 than they did in 2023, which that's the first time I've heard anyone say that. Like mm -hmm. Even the biggest haters I don't think are saying that. Uh, this next quote says just about the offensive line and the trenches in general, really. It says they were loading up on all these skill players, but they weren't getting great players on the line, said a Pac-12 assistant. Offensive line-wise, they didn't take a single coveted guy out of the portal. That coach also noted that four of the defensive linemen Colorado brought in were not good enough. We didn't pursue them, he said. I, I don't think that part's wrong. No. But I don't think that was for a lack of effort. No, no, no. It's not like they were like, oh, we're trying to get all skill position players. We don't even want trench guys. But on the other hand, too, look at the guys who were on Colorado that entered the portal last year from the 2022 squad who were on the trenches and look at what they did elsewhere. Some good, couple good, um, but mostly nothing. And I'm talking about guys who transferred before Coach Prime. Um, yes. Casey Roddick right. and what was the UCLA kid? Jake Wiley. Was he pre or post? Prime? I think he was post. Okay. I think he was after the spring game. Okay. I mean, not to name names, but like Jalen Sami didn't really do anything. Nope. No, no one else did anything. No. Tyus Martin went to Jackson State. I don't think he did much. No. Um, so, yeah. I mean, they were... Look, the story of the portal has always been the hardest position to get is linemen. Mm-hmm. And while I still think that it's true this year that it's going to be the hardest, it's going to be easier than ever before. We've already seen just a couple days into the uh, portal that starting offensive linemen at big schools, which I've been pounding that drum, mm -hmm. uh, are, are entering the portal. Now, Colorado has to close the deal on some of these and get them. Uh, but this year is going to be the, <clears throat> the biggest portal year ever. So if there was... Let's just say 50, probably not even, 20 good offensive linemen that hit the portal last year. Mm -hmm. It's going to be 50 to 100 this year. Yep. Um, the next quote, they were horrible on the front. They couldn't protect Shador. He was getting massacred in our game. It's really hard to do anything when you can't block anybody. Again, not wrong. Massacred in our game. So let's see what teams that could have been. So Arizona State. Oregon. Uh, Oregon. No, he didn't get massacred into Arizona State, I don't think. Okay, then well, Oregon, USC. No, he got sacked a few times against. That USC. was one of their better games, though. It was Oregon, UCLA, UCLA, Washington State, Oregon State. I don't remember that one as much. So okay, could have been the the ones that stood out to me the most are uh, Oregon mm -hmm. and Washington State. Mm -hmm. Um. All right. Next quote. They have a lot of speed outside, and the receivers were just as good as anyone we played. It was really just that the offensive line was so overmatched, and they didn't have a tight end at all, said another Pac-12 assistant. Not having a tight end who can block was a bigger deal than a lot of people think. That really hurts an offense. They didn't have any answers in protection because of that. I feel like that's a point we've made 
yep. in this podcast. And we should have separated these into like popping off, spouting BS, and actually valuable information or decent quotes. Mm-hmm. This one fits into like the not having a tight end who can block. I mean, there are teams who don't love their tight ends, but they actually have bodies that they can put out there. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a player on the roster other than Michael Harrison that they trusted to put on the field. Yep. At all. But Haas Fawcett had to make a graphic for the tight end that entered the portal. (laughs) Because I don't like him anymore, I'm just going to allow you to keep mispronouncing his name. (laughs) I said that someone should make a parody account called Grass Sync. That would make more sense if you called him Hayes. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Um, uh, Someone said you were dancing with Chip last night? I was. I was. That's my guy. uh, Unk and I were uh, sitting courtside at the women's basketball game. Shout out to the women. Man, that that was a weird game. They played with their food for half the game. No, sorry. Three quarters of the game. And then outscored them like 30 to 2 in the fourth quarter or something crazy. Um, They ended up winning by 30. It was crazy. Good for them. Uh, But yeah, Chip... Chip uh, came up and wanted to do the uh, the disco dance with me. That's my guy, man. Love Chip. I hope the tapes have been burned. <laughs> but I, know I need ne- to find it. I know Neely Send recorded it from behind. So, <laughs> um, Another Pac-12 assistant said it's a developmental position. Talking about the offensive line. It took us like three, four years to have a middle-of-the-pack O-line. It takes time to do that. They have to stick it out and develop. Mike Munchak, baby. Uh, they've landed recruits on the high and they're sinking a little bit. They're not sunk, but they've stumbled. You have to maintain relationships at the high school level, someone said. Okay. Um, this one's about Sean Lewis. Said that was embarrassing. If I'm Sean Lewis, I'm out of there on the first opportunity, which basically happened. Um, that coach said that Shador's... Mm, I don't think it was Sean Lewis getting out of there at the first opportunity, for what it's worth. We'll get to Sean Lewis. Yeah. Uh, that coach said that Shador's propensity to hold onto the ball didn't always fit with Lewis's quick-release tempo system, causing a rift. That coach also said that when his team faced Colorado after a three-and-out by the Buffs, he saw Lewis try to get Shador's attention, but Shador pushed Lewis off and went to the other side of the field. It might have happened. Don't you think that the cameras would have caught it if it did? Oh, absolutely. There's always a camera. No one would have missed that opportunity, bro. That's what I was going to say. If that... I'm not saying it didn't happen, but if it happened in the way that it was described, you don't think that would have been posted because they know that's a, like a million clicks? Yep. At least? Yep. That's pure engagement right there. Yep. Um, another one about Sean Lewis. A lot of OCs will be hesitant to come into Colorado now seeing what Sean Lewis did. People were talking about him as a head coaching candidate after week four, and for you to demote him, that's telling. Well, guess what? He still got a head coaching job. He did. Uh, one more assistant. It's like Sanders is out of touch with the roster and the people in the building outside of the big names. This is the one I have the second most issue with. How are you talking about that? You have no idea. Like trying to say how in touch someone is in the building mm-hmm. when you're not in the building is wild. To me. Yeah. Oh, this one was about the secondary. Pac-12 assistant said their secondary was very soft. Most of their corners played soft. Shiloh was physical, but he is not a great cover guy. I don't... Soft is not a word I would use for the corners. No. 
I mean, Travis Hunter is not soft. I mean, if we're talking about the Stanford game, that's the game that Travis literally returned from injury. Yep. So, I don't know. Yeah. This, uh, obviously, you want more from the corners, but I don't think on the whole they were soft. Um, this one is about Colorado's issues and them being self-inflicted. Another Pac-12 assistant said, it's not just flash and circumstance. You don't go in thinking you're just going to automatically get better players. Well, they did. That doesn't happen in college football. What you have to do, at least with the good coaches I've been around, is you pour into the kids who are there. You give them a new lease on life. You make them believe they're better than they are. Again, going back to the point, what did all the players who left Colorado do? That, that is so... like Acting like they didn't upgrade their roster in the portal is insane. It is. They upgraded it insanely. Yes. I, I posted it. Zay Weaver outproduced all of the skill position players that showed up in 11 games. Not outproduced, sorry. Equally produced. Mm -hmm. All of the skill position players that transferred out, no matter where they played, that's FBS, FCS, Division Two. like all of them combined added up to one, a little over one, like 1.1 Xavier Weavers. Yep. Well, just getting Shador, like that's a that made the team better already, right there. Shador and Travis. Yep. Uh, this assistant says Dion is finally realizing the culture. That culture in college football is so important and so vital. It was all hugs and kisses when he got there, but now it might be time to hear about the horror stories. <coughs> the, are you almost done? Um. This one, or I think that's a Coach Prime quote. Last one says, "The guys who have been staying in the biz, who have been staying in power in this business, are blue collar, hardworking dudes. I think in his heart, Sanders is a good guy. Ultimately, that will make him successful. But there are more hard times coming for him until he figures that out." One more time, the first part. The guys who have staying power in the business are blue collar, hardworking dudes. There you go. This is what all of this comes from. Jealousy. Mm -hmm. Because the little like coaching fraternity thinks that Coach Prime is here because he's coach because he's Deion Sanders. But it's so quickly ignored that he's coached maybe at more levels yes. than most of these coaches. Yeah. I don't think a lot of these guys can say they coached high school. Mm -mm. So Coach Prime coaches high school, goes to FCS. Works his way up to FBS, and people are acting like he was just handed the opportunity, handed the job because his name is Deion Sanders. Um, this is not like Steve Nash retiring and becoming a head coach the next day. Right. Um, this is someone who has actually cut their teeth in the profession, who has had success at every level. And, and that's the other thing. It's not like he failed at one of these places. Mm -hmm. Like he went and won. And then he went up and he won again. And then he went up. Like, to me, that's where all of this comes from. Coaches don't like... I've mentioned this before, but it's, it's the easiest one for me to relate to because it happens in our profession. People hate... Old school journalists hate when a player retires and then like goes right on to set at Fox or... Right. or um, CBS mm -hmm. because they're like, well, they didn't, did they even go to journalism school? This, that, and the other thing like they, they want to try and gatekeep it because they're threatened by it. The same thing is happening here in the coaching fraternity is they're threatened that, oh no, if coach prime comes in here and he has success, then all anyone's ever going to want to do is hire 
great football players to be coaches rather than, you know, me, the guy who was the backup quarterback on my high school team and then walked on uh, to a G5 school and then, you know, held the clipboard for four years and got into the coaching and was a grad assistant and all this stuff. Like, that's what happens here. They're, they, they're actively rooting against Coach Prime because they don't want him to set a precedent. Well, let's just ignore the fact then, I guess, that he's a Hall of Famer too. Like, you get you get a certain pass when you're a Hall of Famer. You've been no there and done that. But there's no pass happening. But no, he went through the school of hard yeah. knocks. Yes. And there's people in the chat are saying he also coached like Pee Wee football too. You're right. So I, he's probably coached at more levels of football than almost every coach in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah, he that that's the part that I I think is the most at play here is like you don't get and and I realize that the someone has to go ask these guys the questions and they're only asking them about coach prime because coach prime drives traffic. Yep. Um, but you don't get this happening with other coaches where they're going out and, you know, spouting off these anonymous, anonymous quotes. Yep. Um, it's just jealousy, man. It's uh, jealousy. It's envy might be a little bit of veiled, like racism too. in oh, there. Yeah. like, oh, yeah. it's all the same shit that we've been talking about the last year or so. Yep. But the hard, hardworking blue collar, yeah, is that quote a, specifically, that's setting off a lot of yep. alarms and bells for me. Anything else on the anonymous coaches? I'm sure we're going to be talking uh, quite a bit about the anonymous coaches throughout the off season once again. Shout out to our friends at Circa, our wonderful friends at Circa, one of, if not the coolest place in las vegas it's got stadium swim one of the biggest sports books ever and it's got some amazing uh rooms over 500 of them as well if you're heading out to vegas for broncos raiders avs knights pack 12 or mountain west alum book your stay with code dmvr20 and you can get 20 percent off uh you can go hang out with the broncos guys the dmvr broncos guys as they head out for the season finale hey, that's me uh, that is you with the red hot Denver Broncos. Let's go. Hottest team in football. Hottest team in football. What a time to be alive. Taking on the lowly, dirty Las Vegas Raiders. Ew. Ew. Uh, you can also download the Circus Sportsbook app if you're in Colorado. Download the app at circusports.com. Circus Sports bets can only be made while physically located in the state of Colorado. Must be 21 or older. All rights reserved. Circus Sports Colorado encourages you to gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call or text. 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit problemgamblingcolorado.org. And then to our friends at Breckenridge Distillery, uh, we've got some of their Broncos bourbon right here in front of us. They've also got the Broncos Blizzard, a new vodka commemorating the first white alternate Broncos helmets. Um, they were founded in 2008, most widely known for their blended bourbon whiskey, a high rye mash American style whiskey. They've got all kinds of good stuff. Also check out their Reiki Seltzers. We are big fans of those here at the DMVR. Those things. They're not a joke. We'll put you in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, be careful. They also sell the Rikis at Broncos games, I've learned. Ooh. Yeah. They, they, they can sneak up on you because they're 7%. Mm-hmm. So don't drink them like you, they're 5% because you'll uh, you'll be in a yeah a place that you weren't planning on being. You've been warned. <laughs> but uh, they are, they're delicious and... Again, potent. Yeah. Be careful with them. Next thing you know, you're walking out a mile high yelling at Vikings fans. Speaking from experience. <laughs> How are you going to yell at Vikings fans? They're just Midwesterners. They were singing the lame-ass song right behind me and shit. <laughs> like, I just had enough of it. Oh, that's hilarious. 
person I was sitting with was like trying to get smoke with the Vikings fans. <laughs> and I was like, what are you? It's just like, they just want to like make you a hot dish. Everyone can get the smoke right now. Anyway, shout out to Breckenridge Distillery. Products are available in all 50 states. Shop your local retailer. Visit BreckenridgeDistillery.com for home delivery of award-winning Breckenridge spirits. What's the slogan, Ryan? The slogan? You tell me. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not allowed to say it. You had it right before the show. Aper everywhere? <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> I asked for help. I know. And no one would give it to me. Uh, what is it? It's Opre Anywhere. Opre Anywhere. <laughs> Honestly, we should get um, like a compilation because apparently no one at DNVR can pronounce this word. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen um, Burt Kreischer has like a compilation of they did like ads on um, podcasts for his tour and no one could say his last name right. Yeah. And so he like made a compilation of everyone mispronouncing it and Andre made it. Andre? Our Andre? Yep. Wow. It was awesome. World famous Andre. Speaking of making it into compilations. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The new uh, trailer for the Coach Prime documentary is out. Uh-huh. Listen very closely. Listen very closely. Uh, you'll see some surprises, I'm sure, once yep. that uh, gets unveiled. What is it? December 7th? December 7th. That is next. That's a week from tomorrow. No coincidence, Jake, that that drops shortly after the portal opens. Mm-hmm. No coincidence at all. Portal opens on Monday also. Get ready. All right, uh, you guys talked about it yesterday, but today Sean Lewis was officially introduced as the new head coach at San Diego State. Um, and he spoke, or he was asked about Coach Prime and what he learned at Colorado. Yeah, so there's two things that should be noted here. Okay. Before he was asked about Coach Prime, uh huh. there was a chance that you went through the entire introductory press conference without ever hearing about where Sean Lewis came from. Former Kent State head coach, right? The athletic director <laughs> never mentioned Colorado once. Uh, he talked all about, you know, uh, you know, his success at Kent State. I think went all the way back to his time at Eastern Michigan with Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow. But never mentioned the word Colorado once. Uh, then people are, are pointing to this one. Sean Lewis, um, he said, like, all the coaches that have believed in me, there's too many to name. And then he did name a couple, but none of them were Coach Prime. But then eventually he was asked about Coach Prime mm-hmm. uh, and said, you know, what uh, What did you learn from your time working under Deion Sanders? And he talked about uh, what a great job Coach Prime does of telling the story of the players, um, which I think is notable for all the people who think Coach Prime only makes it about himself. <clears throat> uh, and basically said, like, he learned about access and how that can be a positive thing, um, which I'm sure all the journalists in there were perking up yep um and then most notably he talked about coach coach's ability to inspire uh and to as he termed it speak belief into existence uh and how powerful that was and you know eventually in the end he said he was thankful for his time and and it was invaluable to him so uh coach lewis did update his twitter and all that he added a line into his twitter bio hope is not a strategy I think that's true, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're you're reading too deeply between the lines. Okay. Um, but you want to talk about why Sean Lewis was demoted? 
Well, there's a lot of people kind of watching his press conference and um, reading between the lines or trying to infer that the reason he was demoted was because he had started talks with San Diego State. I don't know for sure what went down. But my guess, as someone who's been around these things quite a few times, uh, not exactly with head coaches, but with coaches preparing for their next steps, is there's normally a conversation that goes down, which is, hey, look, it's probably not working out here. So you have the green light to go uh, and pursue other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's pro- there's possibly a part of that where it's if you're going to do that, though, we're going to need to put someone into your shoes that can give us our, their full focus. Mm-hmm. So to me, there was no like m- malicious intent on either side. Coach Prime didn't just like walk in, and say you're fired. Right. Get out of here. Yeah. Sean Lewis didn't say like, peace out. I'm going to pursue other opportunities. It's like, OK. This isn't going to work. We, we all agree on that. Like let's uh you know feel free to go pursue other things oh that guy cracks me up um colorado needs an offensive coordinator and we've got two in-house candidates who could very well be the next offensive coordinator pat Shermer's one who Mm -hmm. was calling who took over play calling duties and then of course brett bartoloni who was jsu's offensive coordinator last year you're leaning towards pat Shermer. yeah I think if they're going in-house, um, it would be Pat Shermer. Um, it doesn't um, fall on deaf ears for me that Coach Prime has talked countless times about how well he communicates with Shador mm-hmm. uh, and the relationship that they've had there. Um, I said it the day that, Co- that Coach Shermer was elevated. Um, like he, is, he and Shador have a great relationship. Yep. And obviously that's going to play a role in this. And to anyone out there who wants to say that that's a bad thing, if you're not invested in the relationship between your coach or your offensive coordinator and your quarterback, you're not invested in winning. You know, like people are going to try to make that about Coach Prime and say, oh, he's just all he cares about is what Shador wants. If let's just say Lincoln Riley was a defensive coach and he was like, yeah, like it's going to be really important what Caleb, the relationship that they have with Caleb Williams. No one would think twice about that, right? Um, Or if. Uh, you know, Andy Reid was hiring a new offensive coordinator. It's like, it's going to be important how we think he's going to work with Patrick Mahomes. Like, of course it is. Mm-hmm. That's your quarterback. Um, so I think that, that that is a strong possibility. I also mentioned on Twitter today the possibility of the connection between Pat Shermer and Mike Munchak. Yep. Uh, if that's a possibility, that makes the Pat Shermer possibility a lot more intriguing. As I've mentioned quite a few times on this show, Mike Munchak took a job in Denver a lateral job from offensive line coach or from yeah from offensive line coach to offensive line coach yep. because he wanted to be closer to his grandkids um his daughter lives here in denver he wanted to come be by them since then he was let go by nathaniel hackett shockingly um to bring in a guy who didn't even make it through the season um and he mentioned on a podcast that i think it was matt h who tweeted it um that he was offered jobs out east this offseason, and he didn't want to take them mm-hmm. because he wants to stay out west. So if Pat Shermer is the coordinator, uh, there, I think that there is a very strong chance that he could bring in Mike Munchak as his offensive line coach. 
Mike Munchak is one of the best offensive line coaches literally of all time. Yep. And another gold jacket. So you could have Coach Prime, Warren Sapp, and Mike Munchak all on the staff, which would be pretty crazy to have three gold jackets. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, and then as for Bartoloni, dude was awesome at Jackson State. Yeah. Uh, air raid influence, played under Mike Leach. Mm -hmm. Certainly more of a college-style approach if you go that way. Uh, and you know also has a great relationship with Shador and also did a great job with the wide receivers this year and also is liked by everyone in that building and he's recruiting his ass off yep, yep. um i'll put my vote in for coach bartoloni just because of what he's done as you said with the receivers what he's done as a recruiter and just some of the continuity with what they've been doing what shador's been doing i mean obviously he was his oc already at jsu but Kind of keeping that, like you said, college style, that more air raid, uh, wide open style. And I do think they need to, I've said it before, they need to vary it a bit. They need to add some pro style elements, but not all the way, I don't think. So I would like to see Coach Bartoloni as OC. I think he'd do a great job. And I think he learned, I think, from the Celebration Bowl uh, specifically, just things that he could do to get better and be a better play caller. Yep. Another guy who... When you hear air raid, you just think, oh, but they need to run the ball, right? Right. They ran the ball a lot yes, under uh, Coach Bartoloni at Jackson State. So it'd be, it would be interesting if they made that move. I love Coach Bart and uh, would be happy for him. And I think that style of offense obviously can work. The thing that I like about going air raid is air raid is not reliant on the quarterback running. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've seen tons of... Not to say Shador is this, but on the other side of the spectrum, like statue quarterbacks. Yeah, Luke Falk. Yes, I was just going to say, Luke Falk have tons of success in the air raid. Um, like Graham Harrell, not a yeah. dual threat uh, quarterback. There's a couple other guys that I can't remember. I want to say Keenum, the I guess? guy's name was like Lobasto or something at uh, Washington State under Mike Leach. So where we've talked about the fact uh, that you don't want to run Shador, not because he can't run, but because you want to protect him. The air raid style, which last year's offense did have air raid elements in it. Yeah. Um, but how many times did you see them run a drag? Oh, I mean, I don't think they ran mesh very often at yeah, all. I like five, you could count on one hand. Yeah. I think how many times they ran mesh uh, throughout the entire season. So um, the air raid could be really successful for Shador and definitely more of a style that is built for uh, keeping a quarterback in the pocket. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to put together a list. I think I've got like 10 potential candidates for Colorado's OC. Of course, Shermer and Bartoloni are in there. And then there's going to be a few uh, or quite a few out-of-house guys. Some former head coaches too. But I think, I mean, Coach Prime, I think, wants to do stuff like that. He wants the experience of these coaches. So even though Bartoloni is a young guy and he hasn't really been a head coach, like... I don't know. Chip Kelly's name was floated out there. Um, I know our guy Nicholas always throws out David Shaw, like yep. some names like that. So, alrighty. And I think everyone already knew the answer to this, but mm -hmm. uh, just to clear it up, I do not believe that um, Coach O'Boyle will be staying, and I fully I expect him to be going with Sean Lewis to San Diego State. Not, I, th not that. I know for sure, right. but a lot of people are 
saying they haven't heard any news or anything on that, I would expect that news to be coming soon. Uh, look, the writing was on the wall when Talon decommitted. Yes. I mean, he literally, I interviewed him sitting in this chair, and I asked him, why'd you commit to Colorado? And he said, because of Sean Lewis and Coach O'Boyle. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to our friends. And those two are a package deal coming here. Exactly. Shout out to Red Hawk Roofing. Denver's best roofers have joined the DMVR team. They've got decades of experience, a quick response time, and they're Colorado's best estimators and contractors. They're also huge fans of DNVR. You can get a free no-obligation roof and property inspection, a free in-depth photo report for all inspections as well. Winter is coming, so don't wait on to take care of any issues before the big storms hit. If you're looking for a new roof, head over or for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com and tell them DMVR sent you. And then our great friends at Shady Rays. It's cooling down, but the sun, the Colorado sun is still very bright out here. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered with their polarized lenses, strong, durable frames. Even if you lose or break your pair on day one, they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. And if you don't like your Shady Rays, you've got 30, rays to replace, 30 days to replace them, no questions asked as well. You can shop their entire collection online or at the Park Meadows Mall. Uh, is it still? It is still November. You've got two more days, today and tomorrow, to cash in on Shady Ray's biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Don't miss out on their best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. Go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. Quick side note. Mm-hmm. Trying to go up to the game. Yeah. In Fort Collins tonight. Yep. But having a hard time finding tickets. So if anyone out there has extra tickets that they would be willing to sell to Henry and I, and potentially Allie as well, um, let me know. You ain't hard to find. I am certainly not hard to find. Hit my DMs on Twitter. That's the easiest place to reach me. All right. Let's talk about some recruiting. Apparently it's over for Colorado, but still. <laughs> we've got a four-star wide receiver coming in this oh, week. How about that? It's not over after all. Uh, four-star athlete, I should say, actually. Draylon Miller. Uh, we've talked about him before. He was committed to Texas A&M for quite a while. Ended up decommitting in the middle of October. I think he visited before, right? Unofficially, I think? Yes. Uh, I think he was in the stands for a game. I remember seeing that picture. Yep. But he, six foot... Go ahead. I think we walked past him in the facility on the way to the post-game show one time. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Uh, six foot, 190... 64th overall player in the class, 14th overall wide receiver from Silsby, Texas. Um, I mean, again, Coach Bartoloni, what this staff has been able to do in terms of recruiting skill players has been, it's taken it to another level than what we've seen here at Colorado previously. We got Cam Michael, Draylon Miller could be next. Let's go. Also, someone said use game time. I've been trying to use game time. There's like, like the CSU fans. I just don't think they know about that level of technology yet because <laughs> there's like, there's literally only three tickets on here. Just three. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if flip phones have game time on them. Well, do you get service in Fort Collins? Like to reach game time servers? It's <laughs> a great question. I'm going up there for my first time today. I'm concerned now. I'm telling you, I guarantee you will never have a worse media setup. Am I going to be, like, swarmed by, like, 
see you and Coach Prime haters when I walk into Moby tonight? Potentially. You're going to be sitting next to them. Yeah, I'm going to be yelled at, heckled. The, the media area there is just in, it's just in the stands. Like, literally, the chairs are stadium chairs. Mm. Excellent. And there's a table where you're supposed to set your stuff, but the seats are really low, stadium seats, and the table is at normal height, so you're going to be like this, trying to look around your laptop <laughs> to watch the game. Awesome. Can't wait, then. Uh, some portal news, too. Colorado's offered a few offensive linemen already. The first one being Justin Mayers. He played at UTEP the last four seasons, or since 2019. He redshirted 2019. Um, I don't have 2023 stats, but in 2022 as a redshirt sophomore, he started all 12 games at left guard. Uh, during that time, the Miners averaged 159.4 rushing yards per game. That was 61st nationally. Uh, he's been pretty highly coveted, 63309. He's got some decent offers at this point. Uh, he was only a two-star recruit coming out of high school, but he has obviously outplayed that and is now one of the top portal offensive linemen so far. So CU is in there. And then Jaquan Scott, he played at Southern Miss, 6'4", 330. This is actually the number one offensive tackle in the portal right now. Number 11 overall portal player, 6'4", 300 pounds. We talked about him a little bit yesterday. Did you? Okay. Yep. Uh, from That's Mobile, Alabama. Gerquan Scott. Gerquan? Is that his name? I th or what is it? I said Jerquan. Oh, I mean, we're pretty close. <laughs> it's just Jer or Ger. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Scott is what I'm going to call him. There you go. Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that too. A favorite place of ours. Yep. Started in all 12 games as so a we had our sophomore. Cute. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I knew Alyssa would know what I was talking about. It's like in a movie when, when like, you know, two people like bump into each other and they're like, oh, like, sorry. And it's like, it's okay. Like, what's your name? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? I'm not. What did I butcher? I watched Ball, okay. Oh, I butchered the name. Oh, it happens. Happens to the best of us, right, Jake? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, he's played in like 40 games for Southern Miss. Was uh, all Sun Belt Conference uh, preseason in 2022. But CU has offered. He was, I believe, a three-star recruit coming out of high school, but is now one of the top portal players. There was an, a Memphis interior offensive lineman that entered the portal, too. Um, on three said he's going to be one of the most coveted offensive linemen in the portal also. Get all ready. Right. Monday's coming fast, man. Yep. That's all I got, though, for uh, portal and recruiting today. It's going to heat up. They said it's quick, almost like Jaquan. If he... Well, that's okay. Hopefully we have a chance to learn his name. At the at the highest level, Southern Miss. All right, shout out to Game Time. Let's go. Um, I guess there's only three tickets for tonight on Game Time. There is. <laughs> but I'm not uh, even kidding. We'll keep checking because Game Time is the best place to get last minute tickets at the lowest price. Uh, what you see is what you get when it comes to the price. You're right. It is only three <laughs> tickets. 
Uh, not just games, but concerts, events, whatever's going on in your city. Make sure you check out Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code BUFFS, B-U-F-F-S, for $20 off. Dang, 1,900 people watching. Today. Hit that like button. Uh, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah, hit the like button. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We would greatly appreciate your five-star review there as well. Another thing I want you to observe when you go up to uh, Moby Arena tonight. Okay. What a terrible use of space it is. Like, <laughs> they did not maximize their the land that they had at all to build that structure. Just like a lot of empty space around there? Well, just look. Look at the shape of it. Oh, yeah. That's not the shape that stadiums are supposed to be. It's like stacking two Legos on top of each yep. other. Yep. It will be a good atmosphere, though. I'll give them that. I mean, well, look, last year's game was electric. Mm -hmm. And that was, when, that was the Coach Prime that was introductory when Coach game. Prime was introduced. Yep. Yep. I mean, CSU didn't stand a chance that game because of all that. And then they lost by 30 outright on the floor. It was like a 20 to 5 run or something yep. after Coach Prime walked into the <laughs> yep. building. Um, what are you expecting tonight, I guess? The Buffs are three and a half point dogs last I saw. Love it. Uh, Isaiah Stevens, I know, is actually really, really good. Have I ever told you my uh, my sports betting origin story? No. Oh, wait. Yes, you have. <laughs> but can you remind us? So I was a night much like tonight. Uh -huh. And I was heading up to Fort Collins for a CUCSU game. And I found out that Colorado was... Th only three point favorites mm -hmm. going into the game. This is like Spencer Dinwiddie, like good team. Um, and I was like, that is so wrong. Like I need to figure out how to sports bet. This is obviously actually, well, we'll just say it wasn't before legal sports betting. <laughs> and I was definitely of legal age. Yeah, um, of course. So I, you know, found my way uh, into a book and put way more money than I <laughs> ever should have based on how much money I had because I was so confident that CU would win and cover the three by a lot. And they ended up with a, with two free throws with like 0.7 seconds left on the clock up two. had to make both to win the bet, made them both. And I was hooked ever since, <laughs> but my God, was I scared for, I don't know, the last 10 minutes of the game. I've got a betting story I'd like to share. Okay. I bet with my heart this last weekend, and it turned out really, really well. Yeah, that's usually not how it goes. But I know. when it works. Well, it's the best when it works. It's just I had to do it, man. The vibes just said it had to be that way. And so I put Michigan, uh, Hawaii, and Iowa in a Moneyline parlay. Nice. Thank you. I love it. To all those teams, especially I had, Hawaii. I had all of those teams except for Michigan – so I guess both of those teams on the money line, but not parlay. Well done. Um, tonight will be really interesting because CSU is incredibly experienced. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's one of the most valuable things you can have in college basketball. Now, Colorado is also very experienced. Yep. Um, it's a classic thing where like Colorado, like they have a little edge in the experience category. Colorado has the edge in the athleticism and, you know, um, skill category, but they're playing at home. They're well coached. Colorado's well coached. This should be a great college basketball game. 
Um, I'm surprised Colorado went from 18 to unranked just because they lost to Florida State. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. Yep. But win this one, you probably just flip spots. Like you can take Colorado State's 21 ranking uh, and stamp it on yourself going into next week. So um, it's uh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Oso's on me again for not betting on CU on the money line. Brother, they lost. I would have lost the bet. What do you mean? <laughs> I made a good call. <laughs> also, uh, Oso Blanco said, no tickets for you. Too much hate on CSU. If you think I hate on CSU too much, I don't want to go to the game with you anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll definitely not like me after you see me in the stadium. Yes. Did you watch uh, Sunday's game against Iona? Yes. Cody Williams. Dude. He is like primed for an explosion in one yep. of these games coming up. Yep. Yep. It would be impressive if it was tonight on the road mm-hmm. in a hostile environment. Yep. Uh, I think tonight is a KJ and TDS game. Has um, to be. It, it really does. One thing about Tristan, the last couple games, it just feels like he hasn't been locked in mentally early. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the Iona game, he was awesome. Um, but I have to imagine in this atmosphere, He's not going to be like lackadaisical going into this right. game. I think you get a, a start to finish performance from Tristan De Silva tonight. He's got to start hot. When he starts hot and just gets rolling from the very get go, it's a completely different team. It changes how every everything works for them. Yes. Uh, someone asked the spread. I want to get the most updated one. So give me two seconds here. It is Colorado plus two and a half, plus one twenty four on the money line. So there you go. It's gone down a little bit. CSU did have a big win over Creighton yep. a while back. I mean, this is best Rocky Mountain showdown in basketball in a long time. Yeah, I remember there was one. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember that guy's name. I don't know. CSU had some center who ended up like playing a little bit in the NBA. CU always you know, has a couple guys that go to the NBA. So um, there's been a couple good ones, but this is definitely the best one in a long time. And uh it's going to be popping in there. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yep. All right. Let's get to questions. Hit the thumbs up button. Girls Club asks, do CU and CSU basketball have the same rivalry as they do in football? Yes. The rivalry is really between the fans. Yep. Uh, and that never wavers. No. No. Uh, Senor... Nope. Ray with the question, do you all think a lot of the other coaching changes are because of what they know Coach Prime and C are about to do with CU football? I think they believe more than any of us, and that scares them. Uh, the energy coming out of the facility is just exuding confidence. Yep. What Corey Phillips has been saying, Box is still tweeting eye emojis. Like yep. they're, they're very, very confident with what they're about to do in recruiting in the portal. I've completely agree i'm not sure what they uh what the question means by the other coaching changes happening because of what they know about coach prime i'm Mm. not quite sure i don't know all right uh super chat from steven appreciate you man says all these coach haters should listen to his hall of fame speech how he busts hundreds of his players uh to games and rides home Paying thousands of dollars. I believe he's really in it for the kids. Anyone who knows Coach Prime believes that. Yes. But anyone who is just here to hate on Coach Prime just covers their eyes to that. And, you know, they, they would refuse to acknowledge it or just say, like, oh, that was just a publicity stunt. I mean, yeah, 
heaven forbid you have to actually put some effort into what coach prime is actually about i mean look at the jimmy horn stuff like he's been coaching dylan edwards since he was a kid as well like all these guys like if you don't think coach prime is about developing young people and about just creating a better future then you're missing the entire point you're totally missing the point but they don't want to see the point and i've noticed that coach prime and the feeling towards him just remind me of politics like don't waste your time trying to change anyone's mind because everyone's just going to be dug in. Mm -hmm. uh, you just have to be confident that you're on the right side of it. Yep. By the way, speaking of the portal, a very notable entry into the portal today. My guy, yep. Jalen Conyers, Arizona State <laughs> tight end. Did you see, did we talk about this already? No. That he ran, well, you, we, I think we did. That ASU's first drive last week, they just put Jalen at quarterback. Yeah. And he just like wildcatted them down the field. It was sick. Um, they scored, didn't they? They scored. They scored a touchdown. Yeah. It was one of the few they scored in that game. Uh, but Jalen's entering the transfer portal as a grad transfer would be, with all due respect to Mikey Harrison, a incredible upgrade at tight end for Colorado. Yep. Um, he's huge. Uh, he has great pass catching skills. Um, and uh, I would love to see Colorado pursue him. He also has a podcast on the All City Network. He does. Known as uh, The High Point. Yeah, keep it rolling, Jalen. So there you go. You, you could do it from right here, Jalen. Yeah. Um, he also had his coming out party against CU two years ago. Yep. Yep. Super cool dude. We hung out with him a little bit at Pac-12 Media Day. Yep. Um, funny guy. His show was good. So there we go. Let's get him. Diallo, should we be worried about Jordan Seaton's new post on Twitter? I don't think so. I mean, Was it the, the Florida one? <clears throat> he posted an Oregon one now. He's just doing like one a day. Yeah, his top seven. Yeah. Or whatever his top uh, schools were. Someone yesterday in the comments, people always freak me out with their comments when they don't know what's up. Someone was like, he's going to Florida. He already posted it. And I was like, what? So then I had to like scroll during the show and I was like, oh no, he's just doing the thing that recruits do. So no, I wouldn't be concerned. Yeah. Uh, the uh, only one young role. The question is who you don't want to be OC. I don't know. Um, like, I almost said Jake, but I would actually be in on that. Um, Some, I put out the question on uh, Twitter last night. Uh -huh. Like, who do you want to be Colorado's OC in 2024? Someone said your mom. And I was like, well, if my mom gets hired, I'm one step away from being the OC. Yeah. So I'm actually on board with That's this. That's true. You'd be like wide receivers coach. Exactly. Um, I don't know. If I'm being completely honest... I trust Coach Prime to make this decision. Yes. Um, so even if he hired someone that I don't like, I'm going to give it a chance before I just, you know, pass judgment uh, upon the hire. You know, Coach Prime is obviously invested in this offense succeeding in more ways than one because he wants to win at Colorado and he also wants Shador to have the best season next year for his draft stock, mm -hmm. um, which again, even if his son wasn't the quarterback he would be invested in that because having a top 10 top five top one pick come out of your program is very beneficial to your program yep um so i'm i'm going to trust that you know whatever decision that they make is the one that they believe is the best for colorado and something that they've put a lot of thought into yeah i mean same thing i, I trust coach prime i tr trust his network uh, his ability to vet just people in the industry as well. Like he's extremely connected as connected as almost anyone else in the yep. college football coaching ranks. 
What's up, Connor? Hope you're doing well, bro. Hang in there, Connor. Hang in there, man. There's plenty of room on this bandwagon, too. Uh, Thomas, what do you guys think about the ex-Eagles lineman who is now at IMG who reached out to Coach Prime? Trey something? Yeah. Trey Tucker? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll see. I think there's a lot. It's it's just evidence that a lot of people want to be involved here. Yeah, it's a highly coveted like position. Yeah. Someone mentioned Ed Reed. God, I would love that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Get up to four Hall of Famers Let's on the do staff. It. Let's go, man. Um, Laura with the super chat. Prime and team has orchestrated plan we just aren't privy to yet. News will start next week when Portal opens, Amazon series starts, etc. Will be fun to watch you guys rock. Thanks, consistent and level perspective. Hashtag Scobuffs. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate I you. I agree with this, and I would actually say that I think <clears throat> that um, the news will come before next week. All right. I mean, you got to. You got to get back to recruiting. Yep, exactly. And, you, you know, you're going to go into the offensive line portal. Mm-hmm. Those guys are going to want to know who their coach is going to be. Absolutely. Uh, CJ's asking if we're going to wear hats and sunglasses to the game tonight. I will. Of course. I will. I got my cowboy hat. Shout out Shady Rays. Uh, Jay Duncan, could y'all compile a list of records for all the first-year coaches for 2023 at the Power 5 and G5 programs? I think it's needed because a lot of those posting in here are Looney Tunes. Um, so this is worth making a graphic of. I have the numbers here. Okay. Um, this might not be everyone, and I know for a fact it does not have Northwestern. Northwestern had an, an awesome season. A little different, though, right? Because they... They fired, lost to Nebraska. Well, <laughs> they fired their coach amid turmoil yes and just uh appointed an interim coach or they might have hired him officially but basically just came from the staff so there was no there yeah. was a lot less turnover than you normally get but so they're the best in terms of new coaches asu three and nine two three and nine stanford three and nine two three and nine wisconsin six and six two seven and five auburn five and seven two six and six georgia tech Five and seven, two, six and six. Nebraska, four and eight, two, five and seven. Colorado, one and 11, two, four and eight. Um, other than Northwestern, make of that, you know, however you want to decide. Colorado, the only Power Five team to win at least three more games than they won the year before. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, again, it's, I mean, Big Game Boomer put out the graphic like, uh, teams and how they fared against their expectations. Did you see that one? Yeah. And he had Colorado not making expectations, but we cashed over season win total tickets. We sure did. Uh, that one, I mean, the expectations were a sliding scale. Of, co it, of course it was. Moving it the goalposts. Yeah, yeah. That was, so I guess it depends on when the expectations were set. Because if we're talking about preseason expectations, um, they were at or around every, at, above, or around everyone's expectation. Mm -hmm. Oh, Nicole just reminded me. Coach Brewster got hired, too. Charlotte. Yep. And I believe that's where his family lives, so even better for him. Mm -hmm. That's where, uh, I don't know if he's still there, but Kyle Devan, who was the offensive line coach yes. last year. Yep. Uh, and I think a few CU players ended up there as well. Yes. Hestera? Yes. <laughs> he, we saw him get a catch when we were watching the game. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Uh, Red Robin says, with no official OC and presumably no O-line coach, 
How can we be assured we are offering scholarships to linemen that fit our offensive schemes? Um, like the commenter mentioned, I think they already know the plan. Um, so they could tell that to guys that they're talking to. But it's so early in the process that I would be like by the time guys are going to come in for a visit, a portal visit, all of that stuff will be in place. Well, and the scouting staff still in, in place, like Corey Phillips and coach box are still there. Like those are the guys who do all the scouting through the portal and recruiting and basically kind of vet the offers and all that. So yep. that's why you haven't seen that really yeah. slow down. I mean, I guess it's slowed down a little bit, but the portal's still not even open. So. Also, just on someone made this point, so I'm, I, I want to point it out. Uh, Nebraska improving by one win over Matt, uh, under Matt Rule. You give Colorado Nebraska's candy ass schedule, <laughs> and they are, I guarantee they were going to a bowl this year. Yeah, Big guarantee. Ten West sucked. Yes. Shador would have been like 10x the best quarterback in the Big Ten West. They beat Nebraska by 20 points. Uh, exactly. While Shador got sacked like five times, yep. too. Wasn't even close. Also, nothing has ever been more prophetic than me saying one thing about Nebraska, they're going to fumble that rock. I think they led the country in fumbles this year. <laughs> what was it against Iowa? Like three or four? Yep. Terrible. Yep. Uh, Ray with the super chat. Uh, Angs at other schools? Ang angst? Ang ang anger? Anger at other schools? Mm. Oh, that was a question we were asking. Changes. I think it's supposed to say changes. Oh, at other changes school. at other schools. Okay. And I think that was in reference. Like, do you think other schools are making changes to try and compete with what the buffs are doing? Uh oh, we're still here. I don't know for sure. Well, I think. I, I don't think know. They're going to make changes to their access. If you remember, Matt Rule said we're not going to put everything on camera, and then all of a sudden he started putting everything yep. on camera. Well, look, man, I think Colorado did. Coach Prime said it, I think, last week or the week before that, like, we've changed college football and it's not going to be the same. I think that the way that people perceive the portal now is going to be a lot different after they saw what Colorado did last offseason. You got to keep talking because we can't switch the camera to me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, it's me now. Whoa. I have to talk. Yeah, keep going. Um, I, yeah, I, I think that the landscape of college football has been changed. I think even Sean Lewis talking about it today in his introductory press conference, like yeah. he learned the power of taking people inside the program that has changed things. Um, but I don't, I don't know if we've been successful enough yet to cause other programs to like actually make coaching changes. Right. Uh, now, if someone does this and they should like hires Ed Reed mm -hmm. at power five, then I'll say, yeah, that is a direct and even like Ed Reed getting the job at Bethune Cookman uh, originally. Yeah. I mean, that was, was literally following coach prime steps was a, a, yeah. Trying, you know, trying to recreate that. So mm -hmm. um, there's certainly ripple effect from coach prime throughout college football, but I'm not, I, there hasn't been a change yet. Like, Arkansas hiring Bobby Petrino has you know doesn't have anything what to do. Uh, and I'm looking at like what what Big Twelve schools have made changes. Have any? Um, I mean, I think Gus Malzahn's brought like a certain like new college football energy to UCF. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but off the top of my head, I can't really. I think there's going to be changes internally 
yeah. for programs that are trying to capture what Colorado is doing. For sure. Uh, Bernard, are coaches allowed to contribute to NIL collectives? If so, how much do you think they have donated so far? Mm -mm. Nope. Um, someone commented on our YouTube yesterday and was like, Colorado has a $2.3 billion endowment, and you want me to donate to the NIL collective? It's like, Colorado's not allowed to use that for the NIL collective. It can only come from citizens and businesses. Mm -hmm. um, as far as, I don't know if there's another category of people that <laughs> I'm forgetting there. But it cannot come from coaches. It cannot come from the school. It can't come from the athletic director. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it has to come from us. Yep. And that's how it works at every other program, too. Exactly. Uh, 5280 Ivan, will Uncle Neely be on the show during the offseason? Is there an offseason the pregame show coming? For sure. Yes, he'll be on. Um, <coughs> the goal is... To have them on weekly so so there you go stay tuned uh dan with the super chat brian house says he's 75 percent oc it will be pat what do you guys think please say no um <laughs> uh, i wouldn't put a percentage on that personally but i said earlier i think that's what's likely to happen i think if you set odds he'd be the favorite right now there you go and i don't i don't think it's like minus 700 or anything though. no no Nope, but I think it's possible. Also, I want to address this, and then this will probably be the end. Or let's hit this CJ Powell. Uh, with Great twenty-five dollars super, super chat. Thank you, man. Thanks for an incredible first year of Coach Prime content. Can't wait for year two. Same here, bro. Neither Thank can you. we. And honestly, year two is off and running. Yep, uh, it has begun. I keep seeing this comment that's like Coach Prime says he doesn't want. Um, he's not having players come to Colorado to get rich. Meanwhile, Shador's making $5 million. I don't know how it's so hard for people to understand the difference. Coach Prime is saying, if your main goal in your recruitment is to get money, we're not playing that game. Yes. He is also absolutely pro. Once you get here and you start balling out, you making the most you can off of true NIL deals. Yes. Meaning... Google, like mm -hmm. uh, Shador has. Um, Smoothie King. Smoothie King. <laughs> Mercedes. Yep. These are things. Coach Prime is not anti you maximizing your profile. In fact, he's incredibly pro you maximizing your profile. What he's saying when he talks about NIL is we're not going to do the dance where you're putting us in a bidding war against Texas A&M. Whoever drops the biggest bag is getting me. Yes. Saying we're not playing in that game. And I understand that. But he is absolutely pro you capitalizing on your profile and is actively invested in helping you grow that better than any other school in the country. So Coach Prime is not against players making money. He's against players, uh, as he said, holding you hostage over NIL money to commit. Well, and I also wish that people would understand when they see that number from on three, that is a valuation. Yep. That is not just a check being written to Shador that he's cashing. That is an estimated valuation of his complete NIL profile. Yes. And which that, you can't really evaluate that, too. Like, it's, it's no, a it's rough a number. It's a guess. And yes. It does, it does a ton of traffic when you do it, so I get it. Uh, and I understand why they're, they're spending time to make those educated guesses. But they're saying in, involved in that is if he gets a $100,000 car for free from Mercedes. Yeah. That's part of it. Yes. That's not cash. Yes. 
Exactly. So there you go. Oh, I missed it. Only one day, but it's good to be back. <laughs> it's great to have you back. Thanks. Um, it's going to be a fun time. And I'm excited to hopefully uh, go watch this basketball game tonight in my hat and sunglasses. Yep. Can't wait. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, d- new schedule, I guess. I, I've gotten a lot of questions about this, but Monday through Friday now. Yes. Just so people know. Yes. We're not, we're not working on Saturdays. No. And uh, the time may change, but we will let you all know if it does. All right. There we go. See you tomorrow. Sco Buffs. Sco Buffs. We all silly like the mayor. 